You are listening to the Progress Your Health Podcast, episode 36. Welcome to the Progress Your Health Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progress Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to discuss the differences between estradiol and estriol, which are the two main forms of estrogen that are commonly prescribed either conventionally or through a compounding pharmacy. Some of you might already know, but when we have patients that come to us for hormone replacement, they want to do bioidentical hormones. And they don't always know the difference between conventional hormones and the bioidentical hormones that we do. So we thought we would just tell you a little bit about the difference between estradiol and estriol and how we use them so that when you do go to your um, nurse practitioner or gynecologist or your functional medicine doctor, when they prescribe something for you, you'll know exactly what you're taking. Because, you know, a lot of patients, they do come see me and they're like, just give me the bioidentical, but I want them to know the difference. I want them to know what they're on. I want them to know what dose they're on, what ratio they're on. So that's just something that we um, earlier talked about. So we could just give you some information on that. Yeah, right. Because I think that uh, there is a lot of confusion. There are some commercially available products. There are some prescriptions that are available through compounding pharmacies. Of course, you and I deal exclusively with compounding pharmacies. We don't really use any of the commercially available uh, hormone replacement that's on the market. Uh, and I think that does create, because um, if you want to be very, you know, very technical, some of the commercially available prescriptions are quote-unquote bioidentical, um, but we wouldn't necessarily consider them to be in the same class. Because you're looking at dose and you're looking at estradiol versus estriol. So um, so kind of to back up, back up, back up is um, as females and males as well, but we're talking about women, is we make three main estrogens, E1, E2, and E3. E1 is estrone, which is what a lot of young girls make, and estrone's not a very good hormone. We They used to use it way back in the 90s um, for hormone replacement, but they don't use it anymore because estrone is... Like I said, it's what a lot of young girls, when they first get their periods, they make a lot of estrone, which is why they're grumpy, munchy, and puffy, and, you know, um, maybe have some acne. So um, estrone, we don't we don't use. So that's E1. E2 is estradiol. So estradiol is the strongest form out of all the estrogens. And then there's the gentle estriol, E3, which is, they call it the weakest estrogen, but I call it more gentle because it doesn't act as strongly as estradiol. So that's where it kind of comes into a little um, you know, dosing, or I guess you could say schematics, or you know, just wording on in differentiation between like what Dr. Mackey was saying, conventionally prescribed hormones. So conventionally is you go to your gynecologist, he writes you a prescription of something that he probably has everybody on the same dose, same thing, regardless of what your weight or your age is or your past personal history, and then you go on over to Walgreens and you fill it. So there's a lot of difference between the the dosings of those kind of conventional, the types of those conventional, and they are bioidentical hormones in in most cases, and what we do when we utilize estriol. Yeah, uh, and uh, and there's a little bit of confusion about estriol 
you'll look up online, if you, if you type in Estriol, if you just do a little bit of research on that, it'll come back and saying that it's not FDA approved. Uh, but that's not really accurate because in order for a compounding pharmacy to make any type of prescription, that uh, that base, whatever it is, whatever that hormone is or whatever type of prescription is being created by the request of the doctor has to be FDA approved. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to be able to turn it into a prescription or compound it into a prescription. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. The difference is, and we actually, you know, we had this question ourselves. We actually called the pharmacy, one of the pharmacies that we deal with to ask this specific question. And really it has to be, uh, it kind of boils down to, without getting into all the details, it has to boil down to uh, what it's approved for, what condition or disease is a prescription approved for, and then what they call off-label use. You don't have to have a certain approval if you're just using it um, the way we use it, we know how to use something, we know what we're using it for, but it may not be FDA approved for that particular disease or condition. Uh, so a little bit of a discrepancy there. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's unsafe. It doesn't mean anything like that. It, it just means that it's not commercially available, so you're not going to be able to find it in Walgreens or CVS. Yeah, so um, with that said, you let's say you'd go to your gynecologist or your nurse practitioner or your primary care physician that's willing to work on you with your hormones. So you go in to see them and they are what and you're gonna say, you know, I don't want to do Premarin. So Premarin or the horse equine estrogens are made from horses. So they'll say, Hey, I want to do uh, bioidentical, you know, estrogen. Bioidentical estrogen is what we're kind of talking about here, is they will prescribe estradiol. So this is where we get into kind of that nitty-gritty because I have a lot of patients that come see me on estradiol and they don't like it or they went on it and they hated it. So this is where we want to kind of differentiate the difference between estradiol and estriol and how we use them together. Yeah, right. And uh, that they are asked, they're receiving what they asked for. They're receiving bioidentical hormones, sort of. Uh, but like you said, when it's commercially available like that, you're going to have very limited dosing options. And as we're going to get into, estradiol tends to, you know, uh, you know, it tends to be a very powerful hormone. Uh, so a little bit goes a very long way. And if you can't tolerate even one of the lower dosages, or if one of the higher dosages isn't strong enough, which doesn't happen very often because it's pretty strong stuff, uh, you know, then you're, you know, you're either going to have lots of side effects and you can't tolerate, or you're going to be out of options and really nothing else to do. And there are, you know, so commercially, you might get an estradiol oral tablet. Most doctors don't do this anymore. Um, we all know, you know, it's 2018 that to, you know, estradiol orally, taking any kind of estrogen orally really isn't the best thing for your liver, especially, um, you know, strong amounts of estradiol. So most cases, what you're going to get from your conventional doctor hopefully isn't an oral estradiol, but um, maybe an, an estradiol patch. Estradiol patches are very common. If they're a little bit more savvy, they might do like an estradiol gel or a percentage gel. So and, and estradiol, like I said, is the strongest form of estrogen. If you walk in complaining of hot flashes and night sweats, that will do the trick. But now your gynecologist or your primary care physician or nurse practitioner is trying to get rid of your hot flashes and night sweats. When we're looking at hormone replacement, we're looking at, of course, hot flashes and night sweats, but we're looking at skin integrity, we're looking at brain fog, we're looking at metabolism, we're looking at hair, you know, we, um, we're looking at sex drive, libido, we're looking at a lot of other things that estrogen has a hand in. So just trying to work on somebody with their hot flashes and night sweats with, with estradiol, I think is really limiting that practitioner, but then also really limiting how that person or that patient could feel. 
Yeah, right. And because of some of the dosing options that are available commercially, it really is limiting where if you go through a, a functional medicine doctor or a hormone replacement doctor that, you know, that understands com- compounding, it opens up a whole different world of individualization for that particular patient. And everything, like you said, you can take all of those things into consideration uh, and then you kind of you know, uh, custom tailor a dose for that particular woman. Now, there may be lots of women within a particular doctor's practice that have similar dosages, but that woman got to that dose in a fairly similar, in a very kind of unique sort of way. Uh, She's individual. She has her own circumstance. She has her own family history, her own medical history. Uh, So the dose that she's on over a period of time is you know, in some ways, our job is, you know, that's the right dose for her. It's not that there's three options and you have to fit into one of those three options. And if one of those don't work, you're out of luck. And and like we were saying, so estradiol, it's the strongest form of estrogen. It's a beautiful form of estrogen. Like I said, it'll take care of hot flashes and night sweats. Estradiol is great for your heart. It's really good for your bones. But estradiol is really strong. She's like a runaway train. If you give somebody a lot of estradiol, she will take off like a, like I said, like a runaway train, because what estradiol likes to do is it likes to grow things. So it likes to grow the breast tissue. That's why when we get our periods and we go through puberty, we grow breasts because we make estrogen, in particular, estradiol. And estrogen or estradiol in particular really likes to grow the uterine lining. So if you have a uterus, it, you know, a lot of people have had hysterectomies where they remove their uterus. That's a little bit of a different story. But if you have a uterus and you're taking estradiol, you want to be very careful because if that's not balanced right or it's too strong for you, it will grow that endometrial lining or the inside of that uterus. And then you might find yourself at 55 having a period. Yeah, right. Uh, And that's also another reason that, you know, brings up the reason why you also usually give a woman or always give a woman progesterone as the the balance to that estrogen, which sometimes doesn't always happen on the conventional side. Doctors routinely will give women estrogen or, as you say, estradiol, the stronger form of estrogen, but they don't give them anything else. They're just... They just have the progest- or the estrogen, not the progesterone. Uh, so certainly something to be, you know, if you're currently taking estrogen only, you still have your uterus, you know, that might not be the best option for you on a long-term basis. Oh, no, I've had, I've had actually not that many, you know, in, in the 14 years of practice, but I've had two patients come in, you know, to my door, you know, to become new patients with me that have seen other practitioners and were given too much estradiol and actually got uterine cancer. Because if you grow that inside of the uterus real thick, that does increase up your risk for uterine cancer. So I have seen that and then they have to go get, you know, hysterectomies and hope it hasn't. And usually you can catch that early enough that it hasn't progressed, um, that they're usually pretty good once you catch that. But the first symptom of that, of course, is having some bleeding or spotting. And like Dr. Mackey said, if you have a uterus, you're on estradiol, you want to make sure you're on a, a good amount of progesterone to balance that that estradiol. Well, you know, that's a whole other podcast is talking about progesterone because a lot of doctors say, hey, if you don't have a uterus, you don't need the progesterone because we don't have a uterus to protect. So then just a female, even though she doesn't have a uterus, is still taking a large amount of estradiol, which like I said, it likes to grow things. And then then you're also concerned about the breast tissue. Yeah, right. And I was just going to say that women, you know, even though they might not have a uterus, they've had a hysterectomy or something, they still have a brain and they still have breast tissue where progesterone does exert a, a, an effect on. The rule of thumb is you never give a woman unopposed estrogen, usually in any circumstance. Now, one of the last episodes we did talking about vaginal dryness, that might be one instance where you could give a woman 
you know, fairly low dose at a, you know, fairly localized area where you could use estrogen unopposed. You wouldn't necessarily have to give progesterone in a case like that because it's, you know, relatively, like I said, a localized effect. It's not going to necessarily become systemic. But if that dose got higher, right, if the dose had to increase, because let's say it was a very severe case, and I know you and I have had uh, quite a few of those, then eventually, yes, they might actually have to be put on progesterone to kind of balance that out. Yeah, like you said, with that vaginal dryness. But honestly, like we said in that episode, it's the estriol that's really great for those vaginal tissues, not necessarily the estradiol, because the estradiol, estradiol is like playing with a little bit of fire when you're when you're using that vaginally with somebody not with progesterone, because some some people absorb it tremendously and it goes into their systemic system. So so that's where we kind of come to estriol a little bit. So estriol is that weak, that gentle form of estrogen that we like to use to help balance out estradiol. Now, if somebody has hot flashes or night sweats and you take estriol E3, it is not going to take care of your hot flashes and night sweats. Most people, I'd say probably nine people out of 10, are not estriol is not going to take care of those menopausal symptoms of hot flashes and night sweats. So that's why um, estriol is a great hormone, but you don't necessarily use it by itself unless someone's very sensitive or we're using it vaginally. That's where we use estriol really to rein in the negative effects of estradiol. Like I had mentioned, estradiol is a strong form of estrogen. You give, you know, she'll take off. But if you use estriol with it, you can actually curb those estradiol negative side effects of growing the uterus, growing the breast tissue, growing the waistline. Anybody that goes on any kind of estradiol only conventional therapy, you're pretty much, you know, assured putting on four to eight pounds once you start estradiol. But if you combine estradiol with estriol, you can rein in those negative effects. Yeah, right. Which can be, again, gives the practitioner a lot of uh, a lot of options. One thing that is very commonly prescribed is what they call biased. If you're currently taking hormone replacement, more than a bioidentical hormone replacement, more than likely your doctor has prescribed you biased. Bi meaning two, est EST, meaning estrogen. So two forms of estrogen, which ironically enough, as we're talking about it, is using a estradiol and estriol. Now, usually the default preparation is or concentration is 80% estriol and 20% estradiol. But you know that is you know kind of a an example of what we just talked about using the weaker hormone and a little bit 80% and using 20% of the stronger hormone. But that ratio can be changed for any woman depending on her situation. Oh yeah, that's the cool thing about compounding pharmacy. So if you're going to be able to get bias, that's usually coming from a compounding pharmacy because like we had said earlier, estriol is not going to be prescribed to you conventionally or from the big box pharmacies. But bias, yeah, bias, typically we always start with an 80-20, 80% estriol and 20% estradiol. But yeah, with those compounding pharmacies, you can do anything you want. I have some people on 50-50. I have some people on 90% estriol and 10% estradiol. You can do anything you want. And also because we're always, like I said, I don't like to do any kind of oral necessarily unless it's a certain, you know, there's a certain case there. But if you're using a cream, you can manipulate that dose. Um, You can change it all the time because our lives are not static. We're human. We're always changing. So it's good to be able to change your dose as needed. Now, as another example, uh, so we use both 
both of those forms of estrogen. And, and as I said earlier, we use them either individually or together. Uh, so another example of using estradiol only would be a, a protocol that we use called the Wiley protocol. Using the Wiley protocol, it is a transdermal cream, just like Bias, but it is just estradiol. So E2 only, there's no estriol in there whatsoever. But the Wiley protocol kind of by nature is what they call, is an example of what they call rhythmic dosing. So your estradiol level throughout a 28-day cycle is going to rise and fall, basically mimicking the estrogen product production for a you know, let's say a 30 or a 35 year old woman. So you get this rise and fall. So the levels do go up fairly high right around day 12 of a woman's cycle. So, but there's no estriol in there to, or a percentage like there is with the bias, which is considered to be static dosing, same dose every day. So, you know, that's just another example of the versatility that we have at our disposal. And each, you know, each possibility does fit different situations. You know, it's the, it's, it's fantastic to be able to have all that, all those options at your, at your disposal. Yeah, the Wiley protocol, I think, you know, it is estradiol. Like I said, estradiol is strong, but because you're changing it, basically like what would be a 28-day cycle like males have before you go through menopause, because you're changing the dosages um, every few days, it actually doesn't have that effect of just the static dose of that estradiol and being so strong. Now, granted, on a side note, if you have a uterus, uh, the Wiley protocol does can't does cause a period. You're supposed to have a period. You're supposed to have a shedding of that lining once a month, so you are mimicking that 28-day cycle. But estradiol, like I said, is strong that if you're going to take it, you know, it is a prescription only, and you definitely want to have somebody that has some experience or some knowledge in this to be able to prescribe it properly for you, which is why we wanted to do this podcast so that when you do see your functional medicine doctor or somebody that prescribes um, compounded hormones and they write your prescription for biased, you can walk away knowing, oh, is it an 80-20 ratio? How, you know, what's the dose and break up the dose so you know exactly what you're taking. Yeah, right. It is it is kind of amazing how how and it, this is not the patient's fault necessarily when you look at a prescription bottle not understanding how it's well, how to read that and what it what the breakdown is and a lot of times you see, you know, people come in with a prescription from somebody else and you'll look at you look at the the prescription and, and the dosages routinely are really really low and they really have no idea. They think their 80/20 is their prescription really and that's just the as we talked about, that's just the concentration. So usually there's going to be a milligram amount, one, two, three, five milligrams per gram is going to be your dosage. And then the percentage, the ratio between the two hormones, the estradiol and the estriol is going to be that 80-20 or you mentioned 90-10 or 50-50 or 70-30. Um, that is just going to be the balance between those two hormones. And that is, you know, a completely other technique. Let's say you're already on those conventional big box hormones, estrogen. Let's say you're on a, you know, an estradiol patch. Let's say you're on an estradiol oral, or maybe you're taking an estradiol only gel and you don't like it and you want to go and switch over to a bias that has estradiol and estriol. A lot of doctors, and especially Premarin, this is huge on Premarin, when you switch somebody from those stronger amounts of estrogen to a, you know, a nice gentle biased, they feel terrible because you're a lot of times they end up lowering the dose of biased and then their bodies are going from having such a strong amount of hormone to basically what it would equivalent to almost no hormone to it. 
and then they feel terrible and then they go back on their estradiol. So there, there is a technique there whenever we have patients that come in that are already on some kind of conventional estradiol hormone replacement, I have to actually go a little higher, change the ratio on that estradiol to estradiol, and then work our way down as opposed to somebody that's never been on any hormones and they're going through menopause or some kind of hormonal imbalance that they're a lot more easier to deal with because you know their systems are, I wouldn't say clean, but they're they're kind of um, naive to these hormones that you can add in just a little and that, you, you know, maybe a little bit more and then they take off like crazy where when you're trying to convert somebody from a strong form of estradiol, it does take a, a little finesse and, and you can't be afraid to go a little higher on that bias dose and then work your way down. Yeah, we were talking about fatigue and we talked about liver function and phase one and phase two detoxification, the oral forms of hormone replacement, particularly Primarin uh, and some of the other ones, even the estradiol, it has an effect on that phase one detoxification. Uh, what I mentioned before was called the cytochrome P450 system and it really kind of clogs it up a little bit. You know, that's not really the actual term, but those enzymes kind of get overburdened and you start kind of burning through it. So then when you take the bioidentical, which is a little bit weaker in general, you kind of burn through it even faster and it really doesn't provide you the relief. So it can be sometimes when you're going from conventional to bioidentical, if you don't know how to smooth over that transition, it can be, like you said, it can be a very rocky transition. And we love hormone replacement. That's what we, that's one of the things that we love to do. So, you know, like I said, es don't be afraid of estradiol. You just want to make sure that it's the, you know, that it's fitting for you. Like Dr. Mackey said, fitting for you as an individual based on your personal history, your family history, your, your goals, as opposed to just, you know, a, a cookie cutter dose. And we, like I said, that estriol does kind of rein in the negative effects of the estradiol. So it's like a perfect kind of team together. Because like I said, you're not going to get rid of your hot flashes with estriol only. But when you combine it together, they re really work with a nice synergy there. And like we had talked about on a previous podcast about vaginal dryness with intercourse, is that one, um, specifically, I usually only use estriol vaginally, because I never have to worry about it going to the bloodstream when you use it vaginally at a low dose. And it's an estriol itself actually has a really nice affinity for the skin. There's certain compounding pharmacies that we work with that use estriol itself as a face cream because it's great for wrinkles. But estradiol, you know, using that topically is not going to be good to put on your skin. But estriol, you know, you can use it on your face. I've had people use estriol on the cricks of their of their elbows, you know, where the you know where your arm bends, or maybe on top of the you know right above the knees, just to kind of get a little tonification of that skin there. Yeah, right. So like like we said all along, there's a lot of a lot of different uses. There's ways to combine them. There's ways to use them separately. F estriol, as I said earlier, is FDA approved. Uh, it's just not FDA approved for any particular condition. So um, that's why we use it. We, we use both of them in a variety of different ways, whether it's a protocol, whether it's a, a specific application, whether it's in combination, there's just really unlimited potential uh, really based on what, like Dr. Davidson said, what the patient's goals are and what they're trying to accomplish and what their situation is. So having a practitioner um, that knows how to, you know, kind of decipher and formulate based on all those criteria, as opposed to, like you said, also 
you know, one size fits all. You got three options and that's it. You know, when it comes to hormones, especially for women, that just doesn't work. It has to be somewhat fine-tuned and personalized. You can't take a cookie-cutter approach with hormone replacement. It just doesn't work. That's because us ladies, we are complicated, but we are very, very worth it. Uh, so uh, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, until next time, I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at progressyourhealth.com.